Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Wrestlers with Experience with one half of this illustrious tag team, Dietrich Davis. As we know, Mark Knight is bringing you everything NWA and also New Japan related when it comes to the international front. I'm going to get into some AEW stuff in the next few episodes because AEW, um, they got a very interesting way of doing things. I don't know what the outlook of this company is going to completely be, but they definitely have a very interesting way of doing things. And I'm loving these Cody Rhodes promos. So I'm going to get into that. And we're going to talk about Gold Dust in a further episode. But right now, I want to talk about something that, as you saw when you read the title, um, we're going to be talking about Triple H today. But I want to talk about, is Bret Hart right about Triple H? Is Triple H the guy who worked with the guys? Is Triple H truly great? A lot of people who are Bret Hart fans have a bad habit of piggybacking off of Bret Hart and not having a true opinion when it comes to Triple H. And realistically, Triple H is 100% what's best for business. The question I'm going to determine today for myself and probably for a few of you or for a few of you to rethink that you understand this podcast works 100% from an objective perspective. Um, is Triple H great? And what and, and has he what he accomplished for himself? Does that symbolize him by greatness? Very few people come into this business and say exactly what they're going to do and do it. It, you got to think about it. It comes down to maybe 50 men over the thousands of wrestlers that Vince McMahon has signed contracts with. So with that being said, um, I'm going to give you a little bit of a song. I'm going to give you a minute or something so I can sit here, pull myself together because I love doing what I'm doing. So I'm going to give you Dead and Bloated, bloated Stone Temple Pilots. I'll be back in about a minute. classic song it's uh stone temple pilots has a, a dear dear place to my in my heart i used to listen to them every day on the on the train on the way to school this is when you had to buy this is when like cd players first came out and they took like fucking four batteries and shit like that but that's a conversation for another day i don't want to spend time talking too much about my past i do that a lot on other podcasts and shit like that and blah 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 i want to get into triple h 
aka Paul Michael Levesque, better known as to us as Triple H. Um, he is he was born July twenty seventh, nineteen sixty nine. He's fifty years old, six foot four at one point, billed at two sixty four, two seventy. Uh, Triple H is one of the wrestlers I used to love to watch, even when he first got into the business. When I was watching wrestling, it'll be my boy Nelson and my boy my, my boy Nelson for a set for my boy Andre Hemsley. We sit back and we would watch wrestling on Monday nights. And when I first saw Triple H, me and my boy Andre had both said Triple H is going to be a star. This is prior. This is even when he got pinned by um ultimate warrior for his uh shitty antics but but still then you knew there was something special in triple h he just got, had to find his gimmick and i believe when was that wrestlemania where he triple h versus uh versus uh ultimate warrior and if you're saying it to me look i don't fucking know i can't hear you um but long story short yeah it was at the 12th annual wrestlemania and that year was 1996. So I was 16 years old. And you can kind of see who the future of the company was going to be around that WrestleMania 12 period. But long story short, um, as we know, he's married to the boss's daughter. And a lot of his success has a weird imprint on it because of him being married to Stephanie McMahon. And I always felt that was unfair and uncertain. You can't determine who you love. Did he marry Stephanie out of love? Did he marry Stephanie out of gain? We truly do not know. But according to Bret Hart, Triple H is a flash in the pan. And even though he allegedly says he's grown to like Triple H, I think Bret Hart can't see further than his foot when it comes to the business of professional wrestling. And excuse me, further than his, <laughs> he can't see further than his nose. And Bret Hart is, as we know, is very well documented. I don't have to say it. And a lot of wrestlers will say it. And a lot of people who are supporters and fans of this business will honestly say Triple H. I mean, not Triple H. Bret Hart is a very, 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 very bitter human being. It's no disres- it, that's not being disrespectful. That's just a fucking fact. And I think nobody would disagree with that conversation when it comes to saying this motherfucker is extremely bitter it's just it is what it is when it comes to Bret Hart and Bret Hart um those Hogan said a very unique thing about Bret Hart and Hogan said Bret Hart is the man who doesn't know how to make a decision when it comes to business and I'm gonna have to agree with Hogan on that note when you take a note the screw job and I want you to think about the screw job. It, this comes down because Bret Hart couldn't drop a title, a championship, because they're fighting over a piece of pussy called Sonny. And one person said, I'll never put you over and this, that, and the other. But if Bret Hart had such respect for the business and not to be a mark for himself, wouldn't it been the right thing to do to drop the belt? Now, a lot of a lot of Bret Hart fans are going to mark out and say, well, Bret had to do what he had to do and this, that, and the other. Yeah, and Vince had to do what he had to do. But if he was exiting out and he knew he already had signed his WCW contract, he was not going to be hit with a no compete clause, which I believe that didn't even start showing up until years later when the Monday Night War started heating up. But if you 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 know you signed your new contract, you're already probably called an advancement from the new WCW contract and so on and so on and so on. It, 
is in the fairness of interest that you dropped that world heavyweight championship. And Brett was a very selfish person. I know if you watch Wrestling with Shadows, his wife blames Triple H. Though we know Jim Cornette was probably the, the true mastermind of this whole thing, as we tend to learn with the Dark Side of the Ring documentary. You come to learn that Brett Hart, that uh, what's his name, what's his name's intelligence is the true uh, Jim Cornette's intelligence and historian and historic historian factors to him in this business because this is all he known this is his whole life um allowed him to create the element which would end up being the montreal montreal screw job but the other part of that is is when you watch the wrestling with shadows documentary bret hart's current wife at the time was blasting triple h out of everybody so I think there's a little bit of bitterness there, and I'm pretty sure when they went home, his wife and them talked about Triple H and who, is he the orchestrator? Because there's a part of it was say where Triple H allegedly said, well, not allegedly, Triple H said, fuck it, if Brett don't want to do business, we'll do business for him. Very profound statement. Very, 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 very profound fucking statement to say. And it's not an untrue statement to ride on. With that being said, we have to think about the element of now we come back to say, is Triple H great? It has been documented that it has been said by, um, I forget what wrestler was. It was Matt, whoever was married to Sonny at the time, while Triple H was by uh, Shawn Michaels was banging her. I forget the guy. He's one of the twins. I always forget their names. Forgive me for that. Triple H literally said, I'm going to run this company one day. I'm going to be in charge of all of this. You got to. Now, I want you guys to sit back and think about something like that before we get more into what Bret Hart said about Triple H says about Triple H. Any person who says I'm about to be the king of this bitch. And then 25 something years later, they are the king of that company. You got to sit back and think about that. Not many people come into the business of professional wrestling with a fucking plan and accomplish their exact plan. Not many people wake up in the morning in life and say, this is what the fuck I'm going to accomplish. And they fucking do it. That is a very, very, very unique and steam engine mentality. This is the I think I can mentality without failure. And when you look at it now, Triple H is heir to the throne of what we now call sports entertainment. He will be looked at. He will be carrying the future. When Vince is dead and gone, he will be carrying the television relationships, the business relationships, the contract relationships, the negotiations. And Triple H is a very, very patient man. He waited a long time to get what he wanted. He even took WCW's engineering system for wrestlers and created NXT. A 40, almost $50 million a year program where he finds the best talents all over the world and he grooms them and creates them. But according to Bret Hart, he's a four out of 10 type of wrestler that you never get those great matches out of him. And I think he's 100% wrong. I think Bret Hart whether he likes Triple H because what Triple H is doing for the business, personally, as a human being, I think he has no respect for Triple H. And he, Bret Hart is 
like most wrestlers in this business, they have a high tolerance of not being honest to people straight to their face. But the moment that they are celebrated, i.e. through the WWE Hall of Fame or they put together a package of them and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Triple H and Bret Hart barely wrestled each other on television. So I am guess he's basing, still basing his thoughts on Triple H off of barely getting an opportunity to lock up with him and create great wrestling matches. Let's face it. Bret Hart is a great wrestler, but he got the personality of a fucking refrigerator. You know what I'm saying? And I've said this about other wrestlers before on the show, but he literally has the personality of a dishwasher. Until you turn him on and press the button, you can't get nothing from him. He's not going to give you. He doesn't, to me, Bret Hart never had an it factor. And I think at the time he got his claim to fame was when Vince needed someone badly and he went to the most reliable person he could. And that happened to be Bret Hart. Bret Hart then goes on to say, that um, what what has Triple H done that was great? He he, what ideas has he done for a match? What guys has Triple H made? Is Triple H truly great? Um, Triple H, and then he goes on to say that Triple H has never had a great match. Now this is accumulated from hun- not hundreds but ten to twenty interviews if you search all over YouTube and the internet that you can find where he's adamant at what he's saying about this, and. I deem Bret Hart as a jealous, a jealous fuck and a delusional fuck at the same time. That's just what Bret Hart is. And you can see it. He's a very bitter man, you know. And when Goldberg kicked you in the head, maybe when he kicked you in the head, that was life telling you slow down and shut the fuck up because you're not the best there is, the best there was and the best they ever will be. Your marketing slogan happens to be the most illegitimate marketing slogan in professional wrestling. You never drew a dime. That has been documented. You didn't sell out arenas. That has been documented. And and, and everybody said no one drew at that time. But un, but uniquely, it's easy to say, well, is Triple H the guy who works with the guy? Yes. And you need the guy who can work with the guy. And if he is the guy who has been pointed out as the person, I know I'm saying a lot like this, who has, been, who has been pointed out as the person who works with the guy, I want you guys to sit back and think about that statement. That means who's the person that can get that talent over at that moment in time? And if you're pointing at Triple H, that makes him pretty fucking great because they didn't use no one else. To be the guy that works with the guy, you have to have something special to keep that going. You remove Triple H and The Rock's only feud is Steve Austin and Mick Foley. You remove Triple H and Steve Austin's only feud, when you really think about it, is Bret Hart and Vince McMahon. You get what I'm saying? Even though Triple H and what you call it end up becoming a tag team together, which is still labeled as one of the best tag teams in professional wrestling of a mix-up tag. Now, as a guaranteed tag team, a solidified tag, as a mixed tag team, probably one of the best tag teams and still talked about that two-man power trip. So when you sit back and you present that and you look at that, if he's the guy who works with the guy, then why wasn't there other guys that work with the guys? Did Triple H put himself in position? Yes. In order to be great in this business, you have to be a great politician. In order to become a world champion in this business, you must become a politician 
in the locker rooms and in that business format to put yourself in position to win the world title. You must be ready to stab, eat, chew, and kill everyone at will to accomplish your goal. And I don't think Bret Hart understands that. And if he does understand that, then he can't be mad at Triple H. He can't say Triple H has never done nothing great. Here's a few facts on Triple H. Triple H built the performance center. That has kept WWE going. That's fucking phenomenal. His idea is greater than Bret Hart's whole wrestling career of the performance center because Bret Hart didn't have an idea to keep wrestling going. It was just keep him as champion. He said he uh he said Triple H didn't break uh he didn't um he didn't make any talents. Excuse me. He 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 helped establish putting over Chris Benoit at a time at WrestleMania 20 and beyond and Shawn Michaels didn't eat that pin. It was Triple H who tapped out. And if you knew he tapped out, if he would have pinned Triple, Shawn, Triple H, then it would, we would have felt, ah, it was this, that, and the other. But he made Triple H tap. And with Triple H giving up that tap, it was Triple H passing the torch on to who they believed was the right person. You don't think he could he could have lobbied and said, nah, he can't win it at WrestleMania. I'll retain and drop it the next night on Raw. He could have lobbied for that. But he didn't do that. Look at Daniel Bryan. Triple H went on first, had a great match with Daniel Bryan, and set Daniel Bryan up to loot to to beat Randy Orton and Batista at the same fucking time. With Batista, the bigger man eating the pen. That's Triple H's personal fucking circle. He could have stopped that. But Triple H also knew how to long build Daniel Bryan for a whole fucking year. That that was probably the last great WrestleMania main event for a long fucking time. We don't talk about that, do we? That doesn't count. He put over he put over John Cena at WrestleMania. We don't talk about that either. Am I right? John Cena walked in as champion. I believe that was WrestleMania. Let me, and I'm taking my time with this because I have a habit of turning up. And I don't want to turn up this time. I want to state straight facts. WrestleMania 24, if I'm correct. Or was it WrestleMania 23? I believe it was WrestleMania 23. No, WrestleMania 23 was Shawn Michaels versus John Cena. And then WrestleMania 24, the next year, was Triple H, I believe, versus John Cena. And let me and let me pull up the matches because I want to make sure that I'm not wrong on this. I'm not uh I'm proficient in wrestling, but I want to make sure that that main event No, that was Triple H versus If I'm correct, that was Triple H versus Randy Orton. Hmm. Yeah, Dietrich. Pardon me for doing my research on the show. This is what I do. But the point is, he put over 
he put over John Cena. He didn't have to do that. That solidified John Cena. No questions asked. No one said nothing about that. That's a great moment. You can easily say that, oh, John Cena this and John Cena that, and he couldn't collapse it. No, Triple H could have buried John Cena whenever he was fucking ready to. You know what I'm saying? So when you sit back and you look at it, it's easy to say, well, Triple H didn't do nothing great for the business. What do you, he's not great. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Triple H has, and then you, he has sit there and had the nerve to say that Triple H did not have any great matches. And I want you guys to sit back and think about that. And if I'm talking calm, I'm calm this morning. Because I want, I want you guys to hear me without aggression and talking shit like I normally does. It's, 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 part, of my, it's part of my makeup to do that. Now, when you pull that out, now let's look at some of his great matches. And I, wrote, I put some notes down because I went and started, and I started doing some research. I started doing some real, re real, real, real fucking research. And one of my favorite matches, whether, whether I like to say this man's name or not, I've already said it in an episode, No Mercy, Triple H versus Chris Benoit. That is pound for pound one of the great matches in professional wrestling. This wasn't about size. This wasn't about who was the man and who was it. Those two put on a fucking wrestling clinic. That's a match that Bret Hart could not have with Triple H and Bret Hart could not have with Chris Benoit. And we seen the best of Chris Benoit versus Triple H on the dedication to Owen Hart's death. So when you look at Triple H, and this is wrestling, and this is No Mercy, I believe, in 2000. Triple H versus Chris Benoit, that is one of the hands down best fucking matches. Bret Hart could eat a dick on that one. Great, another great match. At SummerSlam 2002, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. The buildup was perfect. You had this, this was Shawn, back, Shawn Michaels' comeback. That stole the SummerSlam main event. That took the air out of people. And then we get the great Brock versus, the, the Brock versus Rock match. I believe that's that night, if I'm right. And I might be wrong. But Jesus fucking Christ, we hadn't seen Shawn Michaels since 1998. So Shawn Michaels is the guy, then Triple H was the guy that works with the guy. Here we go again. You need someone great to work with someone great. And that's a fact. Just like with Benoit, you need it. So Benoit is great. Was great. Fuck him though. But Benoit's great versus Triple H needed another great wrestler, which was Triple H, because Benoit was out wrestling people. He did not out wrestle Triple H at No Mercy in 2000. Go back and watch the match. Go back and watch SummerSlam versus 2002 versus Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. It was a phenomenal fucking match. Let's, start, let's talk about uh, Triple H versus The Rock at Judgment Day. Phenomenal fucking match in his Iron Man match. No one thought that The Rock can go. Triple H carries The Rock in this fucking match. So if The Rock is the guy, who's the guy that can give The Rock an hour? Steve Austin couldn't do that. No disrespect in his physical conditioning. Maybe The Undertaker. The Undertaker and Rock never had a good fucking match. 
But Triple H versus The Rock, The Rock as champion at Judgment Day in 2000, fucking phenomenal. You get what I'm saying? If you, if you think I'm full of shit, then don't say it. Then, 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 then disagree with me. WrestleMania 20, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels versus Chris Benoit. Phenomenal fucking match. Fuck Chris Benoit. He's a murderer. Let's not talk about No Way Out. Hell in a Cell. Triple H versus Cactus Jack. Phenomenal fucking match. Let's not talk the month before when it was Mick Foley slash Cactus, Mick Foley slash Mick Foley Mankind slash Cactus Jack going up against Triple H at the Royal Rumble. It was the follow-up match. Fucking phenomenal. We don't talk about that, right? That's the Royal Rumble street fight. Triple H versus Mick Foley. Fucking phenomenal, right? We don't talk about that. Great fucking match. Bret Hart couldn't have had that match. And then, one a very unique match, match which was another No Way Out 2001. Everybody forgets the three stages of hell match. Triple H versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. They stole the fucking show. That could have been a WrestleMania main event. Great fucking show. Great fucking match. So if Steve Austin's the guy and Triple H is the guy that works with the guys, you find greatness to work with greatness. It is the fucking truth. You find greatness to work with greatness. Oh, let's not talk about in 2008 when Triple H versus Jeff Hardy at No Mercy. That's Jeff Hardy's best fucking match. Jeff Hardy was the guy. You find the guy to work with the guy. How about when he how about when Triple H took on Shawn Michaels at um the Royal Rumble? I forget which year. Phenomenal fucking match. How about when he took on Shawn Michaels on Monday Night Raw and we thought we was going to have a new WWE World Heavyweight Champion? How about now? I'm, and these were notes I took. Now I'm doing this off the dome. How about that? That was greatness. Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels versus Triple H. Phenomenal fucking match on a Monday Night Raw, a celebration of him. I got bloodied up the old school way, 1980 style. So it's easy to hate on Triple H, but are we pointing out the greatness of Triple H? Are we recognizing the greatness of Triple H? Are we even concerned about that? No, we don't talk about that. And oh, it was John Cena versus Triple H WrestleMania 22. Wasn't a great match, but put but put but he this is John Cena in his first year as champion. He solidifies Cena as champion with that pin, with Triple with, with John Cena winning him, pin, pinning him. He solidified John Cena. That was it. Once he beat Triple H, that was like okay. Well, you know, ain't no one else to beat now. John Cena's that guy. So is Bret Hart talking out of jealousy? 
Because I just pointed out a bunch of matches that were great that if people go back and look on, but it's easy to hate on Triple H because he married the boss's daughter. Let's not talk about how he carried Monday Night Raw between two, when everybody left between 2002 to fucking 2008. Let's not talk about how he carried Raw and SmackDown. Let's not talk about how he carried the flagship show. How there was no one else to be champion. And he was a champion out of reality, reality uh, uh, out of reliability. He was also he was champion out of reliability, but he was also champion out of greatness. Is Triple H one of the best wrestlers in the world? Yes. Is he the greatest wrestler in the world? No. Has Triple H had more great matches than ninety percent of the men and women who has come into the WWE? Yes. But you know what makes someone great is when they wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to get this and I'm going to become the king of the fucking company. And then one day he wakes up and he's king of kings. I ask most of you and within the sound of my voice, have you accomplished your fucking goal? Have you accomplished your dream? How many of you woke up in the morning and said I was going to do something and, and wasn't even one step closer to accomplishing it? Triple H has done that for the position that he's put him in. No one else can be put. No one else has ever put themselves in the position of that company. Almost. I would say at least 10,000 wrestlers at minimum has worked for WWE at some point in time. Maybe another 5,000 who just negotiated. So let's just say 15,000 nicely. Guess what? Guess fucking what? Only one has done what Triple H has done. And to have a great business vernacular is almost impossible. He did it. And what do you niggas say to that? You're angry, you're bitter, you're frustrated, you don't know what you want to do. It's easy to bury Triple H. Bret Hart couldn't run WWE. Bret Hart couldn't even manage his own career properly. Bret Hart ego has gotten in the way. Has Triple H ego gotten in the way? Yeah, Triple H ego got in the fucking way. And I'm not here caping for Triple H. I'm not here marking for Triple H. I'm just pointing out key factors. Bret Hart sits up here and says he has not had great matches. I just pointed out at least 10 to 12 great matches that some wrestlers will never have in their career. He, Triple H can't even talk about WrestleMania 20 because of Chris Benoit's madness. He can't talk about the No Mercy match because of Chris Benoit's madness. So some of his great, two of his greatest matches is erased from history. Can't talk about it. Can't get it mentioned. Who got to eat that? Triple H. Triple H got buried by the ultimate warrior on television and still. And when Triple H, when Vince McMahon talks about you got to learn how to eat shit and love it. Only the, the, the person who ate the most shit out of everybody and loved it was Triple H because he got buried for the curtain call. He got buried for the fucking curtain call. And he still and he still moved forward. He still became great. He still went and did what he had to do. And I'd rather be the guy that works with the guys than the guy who dreams about the main events and can't get there. Because if Daniel Bryan was the guy then Triple H was the guy who works with the guy. That's over 20 years of putting people over. Then they Bret Hart talked about he's he's never put anyone over. What are you talking about? 
Triple H's job at one point was to eat pins. Did he not put over Batista, a person who sold out tickets, who sold this? Guess what Triple H could say that Bret Hart did? Triple H sold tickets. There was a point where I went to a Monday Night Raw and people went to the main, was going there to see what Triple H was doing. There was one point you went, you turned on Monday Night Raw to see what Triple H was doing. Not Chris Benoit, not Shawn Michaels, not no one else. Yo, what they got for Triple H tonight? What Triple H is giving us tonight? Hmm? So it's easy to jump. I think a lot of Bret Hart fans are mystified by Bret Hart and and sometimes take what he says as words because that was the person they grew up loving. If you can't critique what you love and who you love without bias, then you should not be critiquing it at all. Does Triple H got some trash matches? Yes, he fucking does. Every wrestler does. Has Triple H made some bad business decisions? Yes, he has. But you know what Triple H knows how to do? He knows how to take the heat. He's the master of eating shit in this business. I'm not eating shit for nobody. But Triple H has mastered the art of eating shit publicly. He takes the heat for China. We don't know what their real dynamic of their relationship was. Maybe he had to escape China and we're blaming it on Triple H. Maybe Stephanie was the com- was comfort. And Vince McMahon could have said, well, if you're going to marry Stephanie, then you have no future. That could have easily been said, but Vince chose not to say that because a man knows when he loves his daughter. And their relationship is not the topic of this podcast. At one point, I was a person who said Triple H is a one-time WWF slash WWE champion, but Stephanie is real. But really, Stephanie is the 13-time WWE slash WWF champion. I was a shithead and said that. It was easy. It's fun. But when you look at this business in a reality and you look at it objectively, how many of you that are wrestling, that are wrestlers and fans have said, I'm going to do something and never did it? This man woke up. They were burying him on television, having him wrestle in pig shit. Kevin being buried by Ultimate Warrior, being buried here, being buried here. And he woke up. He smiled. He probably cursed everybody out in his dressing room. I mean, in his hotel room and then showed up to work the next day. Triple H could have easily bowed out the business and been a bitch about it. Triple H, you know what? The term King of Kings, when you think about it, I didn't really think about it. I know what the term King of Kings mean, but maybe he is the real King of Kings because no one has to pay their due. The, the, The term paying your dues, Triple H has eliminated. You want to know why? Because he died for the sins of professional wrestling in WWE. Which rightfully makes Triple H paying your dues. Because Triple H has never and has not buried any talent on television since he started the Performance Center. He has not. He has not. You don't hear no talent saying Triple H didn't give them opportunity. And Triple H is not by their side, step by step. Vince McMahon is not by these people side step by steps. He goes in his office. He plans. He figures out what's happening for the night. Yells and screams and moves forward and does business. That's his fucking job. But Triple H is going to be the owner of WWE and he is going to work from that perspective where he <laughs> where he's running everything and still having and still 
helping people step by step. You don't hear Triple You never heard of Vince McMahon helping people with their matches. Triple H is the perfect person to take over. That takes greatness. It takes business vernacular. And we're sitting over here getting upset at Triple H because we're because of simpleton train of fucking thoughts. You guys got to be fucking kidding me. You got to be fucking kidding me. And many people has took in what Bret Hart said and rode with it for years. Bret Hart is an insecure, bitter human being who would have never been champion if Hogan never left. Who was bitter that Shawn Michaels was, if you watch Wrestling With Shadows, he's even upset that they show Shawn Michaels working out and training and it makes me look like the old guy. Then go do what he doing. Go do what what Shawn is doing. Hey Vince, I want to spice up the promos. How do we spice up the promos for WrestleMania 12? You bitched and complained through it. I hate bitchers and I hate complainers. Find a solution. Get off the toilet or shit. And Bret Hart has mastered the art of shitting himself. One minute he don't blame Goldberg, the next minute he blames Goldberg. How about this? You should have put your hand up when you saw the kick coming, like a lot of smart wrestlers has done. But no, because wrestling's this and real to you, you got to run your head into that fucking kick. If I remember you took one, two steps in, why didn't you put your hand up? You might have a career today. And like most of you, like most wrestlers, you go right back to Vince McMahon when it's all over with. And if he abducted you again for the whole Heart Foundation, your bitch ass would be right there in the induction ceremony, thanking Triple H and everyone in the back. And if you got to induct Owen as an individual, your bitch ass would be right up there with a speech for Owen, sucking Vince's dick, sucking Triple H's dick, and then go out and cut a couple more interviews and promos by these fucking Mark interviewers in the business while you're shitting on them once again Bret Hart the biggest con there was the biggest con there is and the biggest con in professional wrestling there ever will be ladies and gentlemen on that note I leave you with that thank you so much I'm Dietrich Davis one half of the illustrious team of the wrestlers with experience podcast tag team partner Mark Knight Morrell. I'm just ending it right there because there ain't nothing else to say about Bret Hart. Maybe he just needs to have another stroke and die. I leave you with Stone Temple Pilots. Dead and bloated. Because that's exactly what Bret Hart is. Dead and bloated.